Hey guys, welcome back to Let It Flow podcast with your host, Jessica Andres. In today's episode, we're going to continue the labor and delivery part two. I did mention some parts about the delivery, but not 100% there. I did mention all the parts of the labor. So I'm going to, you know, bring some little details, which I had forgotten because my mom had mentioned it to me and I was like, oh, damn, like, right. But, you know, it's probably, like, not important, but I'm just going to mention it because I know some women do struggle, like, especially if you're a first-time mom and you're going into labor and you're just like, what is this? So, yeah, let's just get into it. Um, So, as I left off, I believe when Angie, like, was on top of me. So, on before that, I was, I would say seven or eight centimeters dilated the nurse had checked me which is how I know she checked me and she mentioned something about the epidural like getting it and I was just like because I had told her I wanted the epidural I wanted something to ease out the pain which was my birth plan I would say and she kind of like was like oh you know you're already far out like we could give it to you now or you could just handle it and my mom I think I did mention this so my mom said, no, whatever, I didn't get the epidural. I did the IV thingy, and then I remember just being on my back and pushing. But when I was pushing, I was feeling like I needed to poop. So I was pushing because I felt like I needed to poop. But I wasn't pushing when the contractions were going, were coming. So this part was really confusing for me. So the nurse had eventually like seen that I wasn't doing it right so she keeps on telling me push when you feel a contraction and then you know that monitor that's around your stomach um it like beeps or something and then like it's like the contraction I don't know how to explain it but if you're a mom you should know this well you would remember and I'm pushing because like I said I felt like I needed to poop and it felt like so many times like I was gonna take a shit like I feel like I shit myself like I'm gonna shit myself and I was yelling like I need to poop I need to poop I remember my mom like reminding me like what two days ago saying that oh like you were pushing wrong because you felt like you needed to poop so you were pushing when you wanted to poop instead of pushing with the contractions I honestly don't know if I did poop on like while giving birth my mom said she didn't see anything but I mean I don't think she did. She, I don't think she would lie to me. So that happens. I'm pushing. And, you know, the lady, the midwife mentioned, I'm not sure if I did mention, it was a midwife, it wasn't the doctor. The midwife tells me I need to cut you because the baby's head was, you know, I don't know if it was stuck, but as I was pushing, she didn't want to come out. So she just like cut me. And then she took, she literally, my mom says she pulled out Angie like, Boom, like she yanked her head or some shit. <sighs> this is like really hard for me <laughs> to explain. Because like when she pulled the head is what my mom says. Because my mom does not exaggerate. I believe her 100%. If you know my mom, you know my mom. But she says she pulls Angie like from like, she like yanks her out of me basically. And I just feel like a big relief or whatever. They take Angie. I hear her crying. During that time, the nurse tells me, you need to push again. 
And I'm like, why? And then she's like, you have the placenta to be taken out. So I push again. And it honestly, I don't know if it hurt, but it felt like a big sock came out of me. If you get what I say. I don't know. But it felt weird. Like it was huge AF, like huge. So the placenta comes out. Angie comes out. I remember my mom cutting the umbilical cord. So my mom cuts it while Angie was on me. Angie was crying, bro. Like she was heavy. She ended up weighing seven pounds and two ounces. Honestly, I don't remember. She was born around 10 something, 10.55 or 11 at night on a Monday, August 17th. I don't know why, but I hate saying her birthday because y'all be like saying all these horoscopes, horoscopes and all this like, oh, what's her um horoscope? That's what I just say. I don't know. I don't believe in none of that. It just, I don't know. Y'all know all that stuff, moon, light, rising sun, all this. I don't know, but okay. So she was born around that time. I did push for less than an hour as what the nurse had told me. And she was like, you did a pretty good job. And um, she was like hyping me up, but I was like on drugs. I felt like I was high. <laughs> and I remember the doctor sewing me up, the midwife sewing me up. And she was telling the guy and all these things. They weighed how much, bl- they weighed how much blood I had lost. You know, they put it in a bag, whatever. I don't know if I mentioned this on the last podcast, the placenta got bagged up or got into a little box as like a capsule. It got tied up, not tied up, it got uh, closed, I would say. They closed it, they, you know, they they wrapped that up like, bro, they took it and it was gone. I did not see about it. I didn't hear about it. It was just, boom, disappeared. We have a lot of conspiracy theories towards like, you know, our placentas because sometimes in the U.S. they don't allow you to take it home or something because I've heard that they eat it, which is weird. Like they eat it raw or they could like cook it and eat it. I don't know. So they're sewing me up and then, you know, takes a while. Angie's there crying. My mom's taking photos I was just talking out of my ass, you know, being thankful and grateful, saying thanks to everyone, as to my mom says. Everyone leaves, they clean everything, and next thing you know, the lady's like, you need to go pee. I was like, whoa, like, I need to get out of this bed. And she's like, yeah, I'll help you. I get up, you know, I walk to the restroom, and I sit down but it feels heavy it feels sore it feels like how do you explain it you know when you have like a bomb ass nap but you're just so tired from that nap and your body just aches and your shoulders feel so tense but like that bad kind of tense not like uh like okay like I'm tired like no like you're just heavy and tired that's how my felt like Dude, my vagina was sore and it felt puffy. It felt excruciating to walk. I was just like slower than a turtle. I sit down and, you know, I was on my uh, scrub or whatever you call it. That thing they put you on. I don't know what to call it. 
mom brain. I sit down. The nurse started to show me this underwear that looked like briefs. This big ass pad. This big ass icicle pad. And a bottle. And then um, tubs, tucks, whatever they're called. This big ass like spray to spray down there. And I was like, geez, like is this my life now? Like, I honestly seen a couple of videos, but not like all of the videos of, you know, what I had to see. Keep in mind, I was always working. Ugh. It was weird. It felt funny. And I was still numb. I wasn't 100%, you know, feeling it down there. And, you know, it, it was just weird. My first my first experience of that was just like, damn, like, what the heck? Like, what's going on? You know, all of that, she teaches me. She I do it, and it feels so good when the tucks feel, like, touch my vagina. <laughs> it feels so good. Like, bruh. Like, I just got stitched up. So, you know, that helps, all that stuff. We take Angie. We leave. We go to another room where we, like, postpartum room we get there you know we just settle in Angie's there I just remember you know drinking water eating I think something the food kind of sucked mom was tired I was trying to breastfeed and it was you know it was an experience that I'm never gonna forget and I have so many photos Angie's cry was like the cutest ever but like loud like yeah yeah like you know damn just thinking about it it's just like wow like I went through that we experienced that you know we're 11 months postpartum my body has healed so much but after a while you know I never felt it go back to normal or heal properly I would say you know that's for another like podcast where you guys want to stay tuned like postpartum life or whatever postpartum body so you know I'm holding Angie she's all good she didn't have jaundice she was healthy AF um the only thing that you know we kind of struggled with was my milk supply and I don't Okay, I don't feel. I know I wasn't educated a hundred percent on breastfeeding. They offer you know they offer you know they you know how they offer you like those services from Wick. You're gonna breastfeed. You wanna do formula. I was a hundred percent motivated to do breastfeeding, but I always felt that it wasn't gonna go a hundred percent as I wanted it because my mom had like struggles and troubles when you know she had us and all these things so I felt like it was gonna be a struggle for me also which kind of brought down like I would say like my not knowledge um motivation to breastfeed a hundred percent but my goal was always to breastfeed so you know we had to supplement with formula because she was crying a lot and she wasn't really getting enough from my breast so I ended up realizing that, you know, like formula is not bad. Formula is there to help you. The best thing you could do for your baby is feed the baby. You don't want a crying baby. You don't want the baby to lose weight. You know, you want your baby to be 100% healthy. 
So we supplemented at the hospital. You know, they gave us formula. They weren't like judging us. I did have two to three lactation consultants come into my room and help me breastfeed. But I honestly don't feel like they did enough to help me. You know, it's their job. They see so many moms, so many babies trying to lactate and all these things and latch on. So, you know, I don't blame them. But if I would have educated myself more towards breastfeeding, you know, it would have been better. But that's another like pod or whatever episode to talk about. So we go, you know, we're there she gets her vitals checked in the middle of the night. She leaves and they asked me if they wanted her to take take her into like that room or whatever. And I told them like, no, I want her here. And I always felt like I still feel, I mean, it's never going to go away as a mom. You're never going to be feeling happy or safe if your baby leaves you. Oh, sorry. So that happens. And you know, I'm eating whatever the doctors or the nurses, I would say. Oh, no. The doctors came in. They came to check her. They like the thing is that like they grab the babies like nothing. Like if they're strong. Well, you know, I don't know, like if it's all Hispanics or like everyone in general, like they feel like, damn, like, yeah, beating my baby. <laughs> like, you know, they just grab, grabbed her. They checked her. They like did her hearing test all these other things, you know, she was all good, we're eating, and my, oh, my mom actually leaves, so, you know, I'm by myself with her, we're chilling, sleeping together, um, doing skin to skin, all that good stuff, after I ate, they gave me, like, these, uh, pills to poop, so it could be soft, I was never more scared to take a shit in my entire life, it was so excruciating to even think about pooping. Some hospitals don't let you leave until you poop, believe it or not. But the hospital that I was, they weren't really strict. So I'm pooping, but like I am scared. My heart's pounding. My hands are sweating. I'm sitting on the toilet like, damn. My mom was like, girl, you got this. Like, it's not the end of the world. You've already gone through the worst. <sighs> But I pooped. <laughs> and it was like, you know, because of the the stool softeners that had helped me. Jeez, I'm getting sleepy. So, yeah, that happens. I poop. Um, Everything, you know, I'm doing the changing pads, the tugs, the ice packs, all those good things. All those good things. You know, they make me sign the forms. I do everything and... One thing that did, you know, has triggered me and, like, everyone else, I would say. They didn't allow me to put Noel on the birth certificate, which is, like, stupid. And I wanted him to sign it, and my mom was trying to take it out the room. But the lady that, like, takes it, or, like, the U.S. lady that's, like, certified or whatever, pressed my mom, was like, you can't take it out the room. He needs to be present at the moment. And, like, because of COVID and all these things, she's like, oh, you know, I don't know who's your um your partner or whatever, and he's not here, then, you know, that's what, that's your problem, all these things. And I was just like, I didn't know. I didn't know I wasn't allowed to. Like, he had to be there present and show his ID and all these things. He was literally downstairs waiting, and the lady, like, literally pressed my mom. My mom was, like, so, like, 
and like what like shocked you know my mom doesn't really like speak english she understands 100% but she was like all like scared like what the heck like i can't take it out and she comes back to the room and tells me and then i tell noel and i couldn't really talk to her cuz like i honestly didn't think i was able to and all these things happened so that happened we leave we get discharged you know noel's downstairs waiting for us and we get into the wheelchair we're walking well they're walking and i have angie in my arms and he takes out the duna uh, he sees us and he's just like like he wants to cry and he's like oh my god like she's so small she's over here whispering it was hot it was still hot like the uh, the hospital was all cold and like chill but it was hot outside i was like in sweats and like big ass shirt you know just chilling the ac was blasting in the car so you know he brings her in he like before we had um like gone into like the gone into like practicing having to have geez man i'm sorry that's like a big ass typo so we practiced in the duna how to uh put in like her little um cuddle and kind bear you know tightening the straps and all these things and you know we got it on lock but i was looking at pictures and her seat uh her seatbelt wasn't as tight as it should have been it was like that probably for like the first month until I found uh, Safe in the Seat. And she helped me so much. Like, bro, like y'all need to check her out because some of y'all just mm -mm, like y'all car safety is no bueno. Like I'll be trying to like help y'all out. But OK, that's another story. So we take her in the car. She's in there. I'm sitting in the back seat. Mom's in the front. We go home. You know, Noel's all like the car rides all like silent because she's in there we had like lullabies playing Noah was just keeping an eye on me giving me his googly eyes from the back seat all these things you know we get home and you know I tell him you have to do skin to skin and he was just like all anxious and scared and all nervous trying to like you know act calm so he grabs her you know not grabs her he holds her he takes off his shirt and he's like I, I have pictures obviously so he holds her and he's just like oh my god like he like teared up like he didn't he didn't cry all the way um but yeah so he holds her you know she's there like like making all those baby noise like mm, like all these noises and he's just like oh my god like she's so small and one thing about noel he does not know his strength he is strong af like he is he's strong he like you know for working at a recycling center and carrying barrels of glass every day is like he he is strong he he's strong so like having a small baby in his arms he was like oh my god like i am so scared like i'm gonna squeeze her or anything obviously he never hurt her but she was so tiny she came out with long fingers long legs long eyelashes big ass head you know she was just like the perfect baby you know that's just it was an amazing experience for him to hold her for the first time and yeah i mean that's pretty much it i do you know want to say that the podcast you know has been going on and off but you know there's a couple of episodes you know breastfeeding postpartum healing body 
going through, you know, like that transition to motherhood. What else? Like a uh, first time mom, you know, going out, dealing with people in the pandemic, you know, seeing her and grow up. You know, it's been 11 months. It's about to be 12, you know, a whole year. The growth that she has gone is something so exceptional that most babies don't meet their milestones or, you know, they meet them ahead of time. So, you know, I just a lot of things I want to share with you guys. And, you know, for me to come back to these podcasts and hear them is like something that I don't ever want to forget. And if, you know, you guys are interested in like sharing your story or have something to say out here, you know, like there's probably like a couple of moms that I want to bring out here soon. So just stay tuned towards those, you know, episodes that I'll be bringing out. Hopefully, you know, it'll be sooner than later. But it's in the works. And I hope y'all, you know, like this other labor and delivery story part two. And yeah, just stay tuned. And thanks for hearing me and have a good night.